Lord, we just thank you that we can come together. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the freedom we have in you. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place, and we just welcome the whole host of heaven. Right now, we want an open heaven over this place, Lord, just for heaven to come down. We want to encounter you today, Lord, more and more. We've already been in your presence, but we're greedy, Lord. We want more of you, and that's okay with you, Lord. So we welcome you. We welcome the angelic crown. We welcome the crowd of witnesses here, Lord. We just welcome the whole family in heaven to celebrate with us down here today. And we expect you to meet with us, Lord, and for your word to set a fire in our hearts, to set us free, to shift mindsets, Lord, and, and we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you, that you touch our lives today, Lord, that we know that we've met with you as we go from this place. And we pray in Jesus' name, and we all said, amen. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5, that's in the New Testament, and uh, we're going to talk about freedom today. So I'm excited. Are you excited? Freedom. Freedom. In Galatians chapter 5, I'm going to read from the Amplified so you can follow on. I'm just going to move this a little bit. Galatians chapter 5 in the Amplified says, In this freedom Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. That's why I like the Amplified because it kind of pulls it out. Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. Stand fast then and do not be hampered and held and snared and submit again to the yoke of slavery which you once put off. Stand fast in the freedom for which Jesus Christ has set you free. And that's what I want to talk about this morning and that God's kind of laid it on my heart that it is really important for him that we walk in freedom, that we embrace our freedom, that we protect our freedom. If anything comes sneaking along that looks like it's going to bind us up, that looks like it's going to pull us down, that looks like it's going to steal and rob and kill anything that Jesus died to give us, then we need to protect it. And it says, stand fast. That is not a wishy-washy little command. It's stand fast. That means you get something up on the inside of you. Stand fast. It says, in the freedom that Jesus Christ has made us free and completely liberated us, the word says. Isn't that good? You see, you need to read this to realize what Jesus has done for you and who you really are. Otherwise, you get fooled and you just go along thinking like the world thinks or thinking like the stinky devil throws at you. And Jesus, he says, I have completely liberated you. So we do not go by feelings, we do not go by circumstances, we go by the truth. Amen? So, stand fast then in the liberty and the freedom that Christ has given us, and do not be held and sneered and submit again to slavery. Your enjoyment of freedom is much more important to God than many of the day-to-day decisions that we get caught up on and bogged down in, and fill so much of our thoughts and concern. Our enjoyment of our freedom that has been given to us is really important. That's why Jesus said, I have come to give you full, abundant, overflowing, super abundant life. That's what John chapter 10, verse 10 says. I have come to give you this because the devil has come to kill, to rob, and destroy. So God is really, really involved in us wanting to embrace and stand firm in our freedom. It's really important to him that we live in that freedom. Jesus went to the cross and went through all that for us, and so often we just let it go. We get this stuff coming up and into our life again, and we get bogged down, and we get bound up, 
and we do not live free. And yet Jesus says, who the Son sets free is free indeed. Who Jesus sets free is free indeed. So God takes it very seriously. It is for freedom that Jesus endured the cross. It is his desire that we live in the freedom and blessing that we were created for. Amen? Are you getting excited? Turn to the person next to you and say, are you excited? If you're not excited, give them a poke in the ribs. No, not really. So Galatians 5 verse 1 says, stand fast in the freedom if you have been given. You know, you can underline that in your Bible. Stand fast. You can get feisty about this. You can get, you know, get some metal up on the inside of you. Stand fast. It's a command. It is not if you feel like it. It's not if you're having a good day. It's stand fast. It's a command. And so when God says those things, we've got to take notice of them and look at them and go, hang on a minute, how am I living? Jesus said in John, let's turn to John. John chapter 8, verse 32. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Am I getting razzed from the front row there? <laughs> oh, that's all right. You're a bit, a bit under the influence of Jesus. Chapter 8 of John, verse 32. And it says, If you abide on my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave doesn't abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Our freedom is actually a gift from God. It is a freedom from the weight and burden of the law, Because, you know, in the Old Testament, they knew that they needed a redeemer. They knew they need rescue. They knew they could. They were always falling short. And so they had the weight of the law that they had to do this and they had to do that and wash. You know, they had all those things they had to do. And they they would come and they would lay their hand on on the lamb and they would, you know, put their sins on the lamb and he would be, that lamb would be, you know, have its throat cut and blood shed. As, as a sacrifice, as an atonement for the people's sin. But they had to keep on coming back all the time. And Jesus, he, that's why he's called the Lamb of God, because he did it once and for all for us. So we don't have that weight of the law on us that we're constantly having to do stuff. It's a difference between being and doing. I'm a being Christian, not a do, do, do. We don't have to do all the time to be acceptable. We don't have to do all the time to be set free. We are free because Jesus did it for us. That's something to get excited about. That's what being a Christian actually is, that he has done it already for us. It's a free gift. It's a gift. It's a gift to your freedom. Before we had no ability to be really free, we were a slave to sin and a slave to unrighteousness. But now we're free to live in righteousness. We're actually set free to live in righteousness because of what Jesus did. He broke the power of the devil. He broke it. You know, Adam and Eve, when they, when they were in the garden and they had everything, and they were clothed with light, you know, because it says that they are made in God's image and God is light. And so they're clothed with light. And they had, everything was goodness, and they walked in authority, and they knew who they were, and they knew that, you know, they had dominion, and nothing, you know, God just said, go forth and multiply, and you have dominion, you have the blessing on you, whatever you do is blessed. Imagine that. 
And they're clothed with light. And then they messed up because God gives us a choice to choose. And they choose to, chose to disobey and the light went out on the inside. And that's why they realized they were naked because they were. They, didn't have, they weren't clothed with light anymore. They weren't, you know, that she, Eve, she was, she was glowing. You know, she was illuminated with light. But when, when they sinned and sin came in, when the disobedience came in, the, the light went out. And, and, she, and, and suddenly they were ensnared by the devil. He came and he ensnared them. And, and instead of being able to serve in righteousness, God the creator, they were then chained to the devil. And, they, and they, even though they wanted to do this, they were constantly pulled over here because sin had taken root in their life. And so they were constantly wanting to do the right thing, but they kept on going over here. And that's what sin does. And when we're not set free... When we're not set free because we don't accept what Jesus has done for us, it's we're a slave. But God said that, you know, and you can't do what you think you know you should do. You can't be the person that you want to be, always falling short of the glory of God. And Jesus, he says, I have set you free to be able to live and the ability to choose. The ability to choose. Christian freedom is not freedom to ignore God's ways, it's freedom to be able to live his way and be able to choose to do it. When you don't have that freedom, people can't choose. You look at their lives and you think, why are they doing that? Because they're under control of the devil. They're under control of sin. They're a slave to sin. They have to go where it says. Do we, do we exercise as much diligence over our freedom? Do we spend as much time thinking, am I free in this? as we do thinking about our home life, our jobs, our marriage, our marriage partner, you know, our holidays. Do we actually give thought to our freedom as much as we do to all the other things in our life? You know, we can, we can forget that Jesus has made us free and we get distracted and then things come into our life. And I want to ask you today, Jesus has set you free, but do you actually stand firm in that freedom? Or do you let things come in that steal your freedom, that steal your joy, that steal the fullness and abundant life that God gave so much to give to us? You know, God takes it seriously, our freedom. It is a clear and unqualified command to stand fast in it. It's a will of God for us that we live free, uncompromising, unrelenting, full-on freedom. Have a think for a minute at your life. Are you free? Are you free in all areas? Or is there still change that come and try and, and chain you up, that try and pull you down, that try and pull you back? Because when Jesus says, who the Son sets free indeed is free, then you've got to lose, believe what he says. What Jesus went to the cross for, is that being appropriated in your life? Because that's what it means to work out your salvation, is to apply what God has done for us and put it into a life. So when you look at your life, do you pay as much attention to being free and staying free and standing fast in that freedom as you do to lots of other stuff? Because that's where you get the life from is your freedom. It's a freedom to be able to choose to follow God. It's a freedom to be able to, do, to be good. 
It's a freedom to be able to live and run and breathe and embrace all that God has given to us. And if we don't stand fast in our freedom, the stinky devil will try and steal it. He will try and come up and steal that freedom and bog us down and weigh us down with the weights. It says, watch out for the sin that so easily entangles us and chains us down and run the race that Jesus set before you. He says, I have planned good works for you to do in advance before you were created even. In your mother's womb, knitted together, he, create, he thought of things. He thought of things for us to do. He says that he thinks about us. But do we miss it because we're not walking in freedom today? We can look at people over there and go, oh, they need Jesus. But you know what? Often we need to apply that same freedom of what Jesus has done for us daily so that we're then able to go over here and say, you know what, I know somebody you need to know. But we're often so bogged down and entangled and worried and stressed about the things of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and desire for other things, that we lose our freedom. It's still there, but we don't live in it. We don't walk in it and we get tangled up with the things of the world. But what does God's word say? He says, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, which means my right way of doing things. And all these things the things that you worry about, who you're going to marry, if your husband looks lovely, if your wife looks all right, you know, your job, your holidays, your houses, your cars, your kids, your uncles, your aunts, whatever, the things that we clutter up our brain with. And he says, you know, seek my kingdom first and I'll look after all this. I'll look after it all. So do we stand fast in the freedom that Jesus died to give us? Do we stand fast? And sometimes we've got to have a little checkpoint. Are we living free? Are we getting bogged down on the things of the world? In John 8.32, I read it to you a minute ago, it tells us that whoever sins is a servant of sin. And the word servant in this text is dialos. It means to be servile or a slave to give up to the will of another. And it means to be tied fast or to fasten with chains, prevented from doing right by Satan. That's what that talks about, that when you sin, you're a slave of sin. It means that you're tied and chained to it and you actually cannot do what you know you're meant to do. And I was actually watching How to Train a Dragon 2. Has anybody seen that? It's actually very confronting. I'll tell you why. We're watching it, and there's this alpha dragon. You're all going to go get it now. And it control, and the alpha dragon controls all the other dragons. And whatever he commands, the other dragons have to do it. And this particular alpha dragon, he's an evil dragon. He's an evil alpha. And he takes control of Toothless. Does everybody know who Toothless is? He's the black dragon, and he's friends with Hiccup. All right. And... Uh, and the alpha dragon turns and he starts to take control over Toothless. And his, his Toothless is a good dragon. He's a protector of Hiccup and his people. And he's a cool dragon. He spits fire. and yeah. Anyway, and, and the alpha looks at him and, he bec- and Toothless becomes his slave. Because he is the alpha dragon. He's in charge. And whoever he looks at, all the other dragons have to do what he says. And he's evil. And so he takes control and almost hypnotizes Toothless. And he says, go and attack your friend. And so Toothless turns and gets Hiccup, the dude, into a corner. And, he, and he's, he's threatening him. And as you, if you watch the movie, I won't spoil the movie for you if you want to go and watch it. But, 
really struck me that Toothless was under another's control. He was a slave, given up to the will of another, tied or fastened with invisible chains and prevented from doing right by the evil dragon. You know, love ultimately wins out in the end. But I was thinking, I can't give it away. Well, you know, it's always a happy ending. Otherwise, I wouldn't watch it. Love ultimately wins out at the end. But I was thinking that's how it is with mankind. You know, you look at people and, you know, this is why people need to be released. This is why people need to be set free. You see them doing stuff, drinking and partying and getting smashed every weekend and, you know, popping pills. You think, why are they doing stuff to themselves? Like sleeping around, being awful, getting addicted to substances or, you know, unhealthy behaviours. And you think, why are you doing this? Somebody behaves wickedly, murdering, raping, all those things. And, or it's people who just are against the things of God. And you know what? It's the fact that they cannot escape that sin because they are a slave to it. They are bound to it because they are not set free. And they cannot escape it on their own. They are ordered to do what they do by Satan, whether they are conscious and know it or not. To whom they are, they are bound with invisible chains to him because of their sin nature that needs to be dealt with in their life. And that's why you see people, and, you, and you've got loved ones, you've got people you work with, you've got people that you're praying for, and they are slave to sin still. They need to be set free. They're not choosing. They are being ordered to follow Satan's desire by him, who, interestingly enough, is referred to as a dragon in the Bible. Yeah? And his whole aim is to destroy their lives. People are under control and under the influence and chained to sin and the author of sin. And when we look at them, we go, what's wrong with them? You know what's wrong? They're not free to make a choice. They're being ordered and controlled by the evil one. And they might not even... And he throws smoke screens of, I don't exist. You're just doing what you want. But, but try and get them free of their addictions... Try and get them to be, you know, a nice person for more than four minutes. They're under control of the evil one, like the dragon, and he turned. And whatever he wanted to do, Toothless had to do it until love set him free. So I want us to just, I'm going to run over a couple of points in the middle of my message here. Because it, I, I just was, was really meditating on that. And I just had this compassion come in my heart from the Father of how he feels about those people who are not free to choose They're not free to choose. They are bound by sin and the author of sin, the devil, and he's got them in chains, and they cannot break free by themselves. But we can stand in the gap, like we sang about today, that we're set free so we can stand in the gap. We're ambassadors for Jesus. And so we can do three things. We can pray, and we can pray through three things. First, we can pray love. You can ask God to reveal his overwhelming, deep and unconditional love to those people that they will want to come and to know the Lord. Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. And it's God's love that does the drawing. You know, we want to preach and we want to do all those things. And yes, we've got to share the word, but it's love that draws them. It's the love of the Father that draws them. Wasn't it the love of the Father that captivated our heart and drew us? You know, there's a saying that a strong cold wind cannot blow the coat off a man's back, but when the warm sun shines steadily and gently down on him, he will freely choose to remove it. 
God's warm love shining down on people, they will, they will want to let go of the stuff because they sense God's love. You know, a lot of people out there, even in your world, think that God hates them, thinks that God is ready to take them out, is just waiting for an excuse to, you know, cause something bad to happen. And when bad things happen, they say, oh, that's God. Or why does God let all this happen? Because they don't understand that God is love. That is the essence of who he is. So we can pray that they, will be, that would, they would experience God's love, that his unconditional love for them. And that is our job, to share it. Remember, we're the light of the world. Don't hide your light under a bushel. Be the love. And I know we go, oh, I've messed up and I'm not perfect. Just go and be the love. Just go and love people. Find a need, you know, find a hurt and heal it. Find a need and, and fix it up. What's the saying? Find a need and meet it. Find a need and meet it. You know, we can be the love. We're, the, we're Jesus' hands and feet. You know, and you don't have to run around in a crazy fit. Just say, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to sh- spread the love? Because the love is a blessing. And we're called to spread the blessing about. Maybe it's just in your own home. Just spread the love. So I'm going to spread the love today. And you carry it on you. Just spread the love. God will show you what to do. But we can pray that. It is very appropriate for us to pray that God will shine his love down so that they will be drawn to choosing him. We love him because he first loved us. No one can love God first. It's only as people discover his love that they can choose to respond and love him back. So pray, God, that you would, that you would pour out your love on this person. We can pray that. There's stuff on that. You can pray that because that's a word. And that, you know, no one can come to the Father who's in me unless I draw them. So pray that he draws them with their love. The second thing we can do is that we can ask God to open their eyes so that they can see the light. Seeing the light has kind of become a cliche, but it's essential to salvation. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. People actually can't see the light because the devil has blinded them. So, you know, we need to pray and we can do that and we can do that knowing that's scriptural. And, you know, the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. When you know you're praying the will of God, it's got stuff behind it because you can put your faith to it. So you can pray that their eyes will be open, that they will be able to see the light. And Satan will do everything he can to keep people from seeing Jesus because he knows when they see him, they will know the truth and he will lose control over them. Now, we can't force people to choose Jesus, but because of what he did on the cross, we have a right to pray that the huge obstacle of spiritual blindness is moved aside. So we can pray that, that they will see the light. And when the light shines on somebody who didn't believe, it turns around. So we can pray his love and we can pray his light and then you can pray freedom. And I like this one because I know what God has done in me. I know how much he set me free. I know how much I was chained up and bogged down and the enemy had me on fits and round and round in circles of chains. I could visually see them and feel them in me and I know that he set me free. Bang, 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 bang. He cut the chains off me. So I know that he wants to set them free. I know that's the will of God, so I pray that. You know, you can ask God to free them of the bondages that keep them from choosing. You know, the devil, he chains people up 
And sometimes if you're praying, you can actually see the chains on people because he wants people held in slavery. And he won't let them go without a fight. So you you can go, well, I prayed once. Well, get back there and do it again until you see a breakthrough because he will not let go often without a fight. And you have to, you know, you just got to keep on. Bondages of pride and rebellion, unbelief and fear restrict the ability of unbelievers to choose to turn to God. And so that's where, what spiritual warfare is all about, is that we stand in the gap and we pray and we speak the love of God over people and we pray that their eyes will be open, that they would see the light of the gospel and then we speak freedom over them. You can be like, what's that, what's that um, Braveheart? Has anybody seen the movie Braveheart? And he yelled, Freedom! Sometimes we've got to be like that. We've got to get up on the inside and go, enough is enough. And I draw a line in the sand and I stand in the gap for these people. If I have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning, every morning, I will pray because they are in bondage. They are chained. They are slaves to sin. And the devil, his main plan is to take them down to the pit of hell where he has been confined. He doesn't like it that we are set free and he will come and try and chain you up again. If you see something coming in your life or you know the stuff that you've let sneak in there again, you've got to deal with it because the devil's plan is to keep you bound up, to keep you in bondage, to keep you being set free like you are, to keep you from soaring on wings like eagles because God's designed us to soar and to run and to jump on high places, and the devil, he wants to keep us down here so that we're bogged down the cares and the worries and the things of the world so we cannot shout freedom for all those that are happily marching into hell. Come on now. Yeah? We are set free for a reason. That's when we might run and soar and glorify God with our lives. Look yourself in the mirror when you get home and say, I am blessed. I am the righteousness of God. I have the anointing of God in me to do anything that he has asked me to do. You are not a plebby sinner anymore. You are the righteousness of God. You are worthy. You are set free. And sometimes we've got to give ourselves a talking to. And if you see some sin that's trying to sneak in or you know that it's got a stronghold, you speak to that sucker. You speak to that and tell it to get off. If you've got sin in your life and you've seen it come up in your life, you speak to it. If you know you've got hidden sin, you nail it. You nail it to the cross and say, I am not that man anymore. I am not that woman anymore. I am set free. And then start to speak to you, you know. Why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. Speak to your soul because your spirit is soaring. It's your soul that needs working. Amen? It's your soul that gets you into trouble. Your spirit is renewed. You are a new man. You're a new woman. You're a new creation in him. You are seated in heavenly places with him. I'll get excited now. Come on. This is who we are. And the enemy tries to fool us. He throws smoke screens left, right, and center. He does. He'll lie to you because he is the author and father of lies. Jesus said he was a murderer from the beginning, and that is what he is. You know, I teach my kids when their sickness tries to come on them, I say, what is the devil? And they know he's a liar. Right, well, you tell him. And where is the devil? He's under our feet. You know, you've got to, you've got to stick it to him, what he is. And when were you healed? 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary. And appropriate that into your life. If you get a bill in your hand, you go, how am I going to pay that? You know what? You've got mail, God. 
You say that you have, you've taken on my cares, you've taken on my worries, that you'll provide for all my needs. If you feel depression and anxiety come on you, you say, I don't have this, this is not part of me. I'm a new creation in God. And you just get off me. Cut off the bonds that try to come in because you are set free. Because otherwise, this is not true. And I can testify that it is because it works, because it's alive and living and active, ready to go to work on your life when you take a hold of it. Your Bible does not belong on the bookshelf. It belongs in here and in here and in here. Amen? It does not belong on the bookshelf. It does not belong on the phone, on the app that you never read. Come on now. We are Christians. That means we are set free, that we have been set free for a purpose and a reason. Amen. Amen, Isabella. Yeah? We are free for a reason. You know, when we've turned to Jesus for forgiveness, then he sets us free indeed. This is you. You are set free and, li- and liberty is ours. Now we sing about it, but do we live it? We sing about it, but do we live it? God's word says to stand fast in your freedom. And sometimes we've got to give ourselves a talking to and remind ourselves of who we are because otherwise we get fooled that we're that plebe sinner down there. You know, sometimes I change the words of the songs because they say, I'm a sinner. I'm like, I am not a sinner. I am the righteousness of God. I am worthy. I am washed clean by the blood of the lamb. You know, that is not right, some of the things that are in Christian songs. You know, it's not right. We've got to watch what we're... Just because it's on the CD doesn't mean it's theologically correct. Yeah, watch it. Watch what's coming out of your mouth. If it's not the word, then don't sing it. Just a little tip, yeah? (laughs) I'm going to tell you what my freedom means to me. Freedom to me means that I'm free from the weight and consequences of sin. I'm free from guilt and condemnation. I'm free from fear and sickness and poverty. I'm free from man-made restrictions and expectations. You can give a shout at that one. Yeah? Man-made expectations and restrictions. God's been talking to me about that. He says, I give you freedom. There's no restraints on me. You know, he encompasses the world with his essence. He said, light be and light, you know, it came out from him and contains the world. We have a big container, you know, and we, religion has bound up people that you can only move like this. And God goes, what are you doing? Look at me, how big I am, and my essence just poof. And you can live and walk and breathe in that because you are free. You, you don't have to be bumping up against the walls of religion and rules and regulations. You know, he says that all things, you know, all things are permissible, but he says some things aren't beneficial. So he leads us and guides us, but it's not this, Yeah? We don't have to strive and struggle within restrictions because what we can do as Christians is so much more immense than those people out there that aren't. We are free, free to live and breathe and have our being in him. You know, and you can't just do whatever. It's not a freedom that just excuses us to get into sin that so easily will try and get hold of us. But it is a freedom to live. It's a freedom to live. You have a heartbeat. You can take breath. You're still alive. And you're alive for a reason, to be free. And when you get around people that are free, those people that aren't, you're either going to annoy the heck out of them or they're going to ask why. Why are you the way you are? Or they're gonna, you're going to just be like, 
prickly up against them, but, you know, just keep on prickling. They'll get it. Yeah? Amen. Sometimes church people are the worst, (laughs) you know, but we don't want to be like that because we want to be free. I'm free to be who God created me to be. Amen? You're free to be who God created you to be. You're free to live and to love and enjoy the life that you've been given. I'm free from the devil's vices and efforts to entrap me. You know, he wanders around ready to take people out, but you're free from that. You see them coming because the Holy Spirit will let you know, and you do not have to come under his influence. You say, you get back off me. You get away from me. Resist the devil and he must flee. Run away. Resist the devil and he must flee. You are not under his spell. You are not under his slavery. Jesus said you have been set free. So if you see it coming and you're pulled this way, pulled this way, because there's an old stinky habit that's pulling you, you stop and you say, you know, habit, you just get lost. I pray the blood over you. You have no control over me anymore because I'm a new creation and I'm set free. And you speak to that thing. You speak to that thing. You've got to appropriate what Jesus did for you to live fully the freedom that he has given us. You know, I, I have, a ten, have had a tendency to worry and I've got to speak to myself sometimes and say, no, I'm not that person. I will not worry. I'm a new creation. I've got to get the word out and hit it. I've got to get it out and hit it. We will not worry. Do not give way to fear. It's said over 365 times in the Bible, do not fear. Yeah? I'm free from the grip of sorrow and pain. Even when my brother died and I was waiting to hear, on the, on the, we'd been up all night and we'd had a phone call to say his plane had crashed. And I was waiting in the morning. It was 5 o'clock. We'd been up all night. And I walked outside and I saw the sunrise. And I actually had a vision of him walking into heaven. And it was like that weight, that sorrow, that despair just lifted because that is all from the enemy. You know, death has lost its sting. And so I was able to just live free from that. Well, everybody else was, you know, I was able to live free. And so, you know, I was able to, he turned my sorrow into dancing. Because, why? Because I'm set free from the things that the world says, oh, you've got to be like this. You've got to feel like this. Watch out for that. People will tell you how you are meant to feel. They're very good at it. Well-meaning, often people very close to you will tell you how you're meant to feel. You're meant to be like this. You're meant to feel like this. This has happened, so you've got to feel like this. And if it isn't what the Word says you are meant to be like, then get back to the Word and say, you know what? I'm just going to live like Jesus said. I'm just going to live how Jesus said to live. And you're free from that. You're free from sorrow and pain. You're free from worry. You're free from the fear of what's going to happen. Free from the fear of death. There's a lot of people afraid of dying. We don't have to be. You know, heaven is like a heartbeat away. One minute here, one second here, boom. There you go in glory. There's nothing to fear from death. Heaven is a spectacular place. It is awesome. It is full of light and colour and fresh air and beauty and just laughter. And we don't have to be afraid of death. We don't have to be afraid. 
Yeah, amen? So I'm free from the fear of death of the future because God has me. That's what freedom means to me. Have a think about what it means to you. And say, if you haven't really got a handle on it, then say, God, show show me what it means to be free. Because when we embrace it, when we grab hold of it, when we live it, I tell you what, you'll be like a honey to the bees. That's not a pickup line, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) But it is very attractive. When somebody is totally free and just is not bound up, there is something so so attractive that people are just drawn to that because everybody wants to be free. Everybody wants to live like that. And you know, they're popping pills and they're going on world trips and they're this and that and thinking that's good. And all those, not popping pills, but the world trips are good. (laughs) But, but you know, (laughs) I get myself in trouble. But it's like everybody's wanting that freedom And they think if they go over here and get a bigger house or they go over here and do this, that they're going to be better. And it's not necessary the bigger house and this and that isn't bad. God wants to bless us. But you, it's here you've got to be free. It's in your spirit and your soul that God wants you free, in your mind and your emotions that God has said, I've set you free. And you, you have that and everything else flows out of that. You know how? You just hold on to Jesus and say, thank you, Jesus. You know, I was reading Chantel. Remember, I know some of you remember reading the basil and the branch about the vine and that Jesus is a vine and, and we're the branch and here's basil, he's a branch and he's trying so hard to produce these beautiful bunch of grapes and uh, he's trying to so say, if I just work harder, if I just focus more, I'll just, you know, Arr! and he couldn't even produce a sultana, you know, and, and he's working so hard and then, and then this voice behind him says, what are you doing? And he says, I'm trying to produce grapes. And he says, why are you trying to do that? And he says, because that's what I'm meant to do. And he says, no, all you've got to do is turn back and look at me. And you just focus on me and those grapes will pop out. And so that's what Basil did. Basil the branch just turned and focused on Jesus the vine. And the fruit came. We, ha- we live in our freedom when we focus upon him the vine. When we focus upon him and let all his goodness and all his life and all his fullness and all his abundance flow into us. You can't be free by yourself. You might try and you'll wear yourself out. We just focus upon him and seek him. It's so simple. Seek him first and his way of doing things and everything else will work out. So be like Basil when he got over that moment and turn to him. And let God's goodness flow into you. He is the vine, we're the branches. Freedom comes from him. And when you're doing that, when you're focused on the vine, when you focus on Jesus, the devil, he's going to come along, but you're so focused on Jesus. He's like, well, here we are, Jesus. That's, that's how it is. That's where we get our freedom from. Because you're so focused on seeking after him and his way of doing things that everything else just works out. Everything else just works out. The Christian life, it's very, very simple. Religion and our little minds try to complicate it. Freedom has been given to you. If you're not living in the freedom that you know has been given to you, look at that stuff. And when it tries to rise its ugly little head, you get off me and then focus on the vine Jesus. And all his goodness and all his life will flow in. 
And then the things of the world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Amen? Old hymn. They pop up every now and then. (laughs) Yeah? Because he is the vine. So this morning, know that you are free because Jesus has set you free. And to seek him, seek his face, and all his goodness, all his freedom will just keep on flowing like a river in. And if you've got people in your world, and we all should have people in our world that we're praying for, if you don't have someone, go out and find someone. Then you can pray his love would shine upon them so they would just want to let go of that stuff. You can pray God's light on them, that they would see, and the things that the enemy has blinded them, that they would see the truth. And you can pray freedom, that the bonds that the enemy is trying to tangle them up in, and you know what? They'll start to drop off because the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective, and we know that it's God's will. We know it. So you've got some punch in your prayers. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you that you've called us to freedom. I thank you that you have set us free. And Lord, I pray this morning that the words that you laid on my heart, that they would sink into our spirits, that they would renew our minds, that they would transform us from the inside out, Lord. Lord, I pray for any bondages or any in slavery where the enemy has tried to come in again on our lives, I just speak to those things in the name of Jesus and I cut them off with the sword of the Spirit that cuts through sharper than any sword. Lord, we thank you that it cuts off. It cuts off addiction. It cuts off bad habits. It cuts off pride and rebelliousness in the name of Jesus and it breaks us loose. Lord, I thank you for your word that is like that sword. It is the sword. And Lord, that we are free because you said it and we believe what you've said about us and we take hold of it and we run. And Lord, I pray for all those that are in our worlds that still are under the power of the enemy. Lord, you died for them. And so we pray that you would shine your light down upon them, that you would shine your love full bore into their lives, Lord. And we speak freedom and liberty over their lives that they might turn and receive the gospel and receive the love that you have for them and be totally never the same again. We pray for them, we believe for them, we stand in the gap for them. We thank you for their salvation and they would walk with you. Lord, set us on fire. Set us on fire to run the race in freedom. In freedom. Let our cry be, we stand fast in the freedom that we've been given. Liberty is ours. We pray in Jesus' precious name. And we all said, Amen.